Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Revolutionary new approach to small business success. Richmond Biz Live on WLEE News Talk 990 AM. You can start by checking out our website, richmondbizlive.com, and download your program schedule. You'll find it in the resources section. Join us every Saturday at 10 o'clock for Richmond Helping Richmond. One hour of information, techniques, and tools that you can use to achieve your dream. Clear your calendar and join in every Saturday at 10 o'clock on WLEE News Talk 990 for the most important hour in your week. Good morning, Richmond. What a beautiful day it is downtown, Richmond, 308 Broad Street, the studios of WLEE. And by the way, we've got uh, an event going on down here, to, uh, RBA Live, so if you're looking for something to do, it would be a great place to come on down to today. But that's not the purpose of the show. This is Richmond Biz Live, a business talk show focused on growing your existing business, especially the older the better. And why is that? Because there is a lot of services out there in this community, like a lot of communities, for startups, incubators, etc. All necessary and important to start new companies. But our focus is on the businesses that have been around a while. Then they've got a little inertia, which is good news, and is also bad news because they've also developed some bad habits. And so the focus of our program has been how do you get on track, how do you break through to the next level, and then how do you really sustain uh, excellence within your company. And so this season, and by the way, we are now on our second-to-last show of this first season, uh, we have been talking about how do you get to break even, how do you reset the business, how do you get to where you are ready to move forward, okay? And so the idea here is real simple. We think, and you probably agree, it's about time that your company begins to pay you back for the years, the blood, sweat, and tears, and everything else that you had to do and sacrifice in order to get to where you are today. If that's you, you're in the right spot, and you ought to be on the phone, or you ought to be on Twitter, and you ought to be talking to us. So if you come on the phone, you can reach us at 844-249-5483. That's 844-249-5483. And, uh, or if you're in the car, I make it real simple, 844-BIZLIVE, B-I-Z-L-I-V-E. Okay, so um, our format has been, if you're a new listener, is that every segment is is has a thought leader, somebody who's a recognized either international, national, or local expert in a particular topic area, plus they are a business owner and they run a company. So what you hear uh, on our show, on this station, is not theory. What you hear is the truth, what we're doing day to day. For example, and I'll get to it uh, in my segment later in the show, I'm currently the vice president of a manufacturing firm in southwest Virginia. And so everything that I talk about is what I'm doing day-to-day to turn the company around. And so if this is the type of thing that you need every Saturday morning, you need to get a little dose of here's the things that you can employ to run your business and run it better. Think about the thousands of dollars of free consulting that radio provides you and this show does. Then join us every Saturday at 10.06 on Richmond Biz Live. It's the place where you have Richmond business owners helping Richmond business owners. 
Okay, now this week, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be focusing on summarizations. And what I mean by that is we're finishing up our first season on how do you get the break even? How do you reset the company? How do you get back on track? And so what we've been doing is that on? So what we've been doing is we've been we've been giving you all the information now this week and next week we're going to be doing summarizations, okay? Uh, today we're going to be we've got Mary Foley in the studios and what we're going to be doing is summarization of thought leadership. Um, then we've got Andy Schulich and he's going to be kind of closing out the whole idea on lean manufacturing, lean processes within the company and he's going to be talking about that from the standpoint of it all happens at the front line. It all happens with uh, the, ind- the the individuals are doing the work, and then we got uh, we got Weetron coming in and talking about the accessibility of technology and how do we share knowledge. And then I'm going to kind of close it out with employee scorecards. So that's kind of where we're going today. So what I'd like to welcome back to the studio, and uh, for her last show right. is Mary Foley from Bodacious Ventures. Hi, Mary. Hi, it's good to be here again, Bill. And it's great seeing you. I'm going to miss you uh, here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I like to see. Well, maybe I can come back as a, as a featured guest now and then. I've got the new project I'm working on that's going to require me to dive into the deep end of the pool in terms of times and resources, and so I've had to make some decisions about well, where I can do. Well, let's make sure we talk about okay. that before we close out sure. the show. Okay, so where we're at is that what Mary's been doing is she's been talking about the, the, the owner side of branding, and we've taken it from a business perspective and now we're taking it, we have been taking it from the individual perspective, is that the owner needs to establish an independent brand that's compatible and congruent, but separate from the company. Right. And, you know, it's called thought leadership. And a lot of people think thought leadership. They think content marketing. They think of, you know, writing articles, blogs, things like that. And all that is true. And, you know, one of the things I think that is true is that companies, as an overall strategy, and as for growing your business, for lead generation, for sales conversion, you need to focus probably less on advertising, pure advertising, or or and, and more on sharing value and offering value. And, you know, one of the things from your research shows is that if the business owner also gets known as the thought leader of the business, you know, I think the thing that happens is, is that... Um, A lot of business owners and CEOs, they go, I got a sales team, or I've got a couple of guys or gals in my, you know, uh, sales force, or, and and that's what, that's not my strength. Mm -hmm. I personally think that it doesn't matter if you like selling or not, you are always going to be the number one spokesperson for your company and business, and you need to have a point of view, and you need to have a, be able to um, share proactively what your thoughts are, your expertise, and yes, that does need to obviously complement um, everything else that the business is putting out. But you can't escape that as the, as the CEO. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I'm doing at the company as VP, as the number two guy, is that we're changing the role of the owner and his new name. He hasn't assumed his nickname yet. Mm-hmm. It's called the closer. The closer. Okay. Well, you know, this is the thing, and, and I think that one of the smartest things that all small business owners can do. Um, particularly those who have been in business for a while, as you were saying, that this is who the, the show Richmond Biz Live is really geared for, is how can I start and build relationships with people in my target market? You know, and we get kind of 
into the groove of, of our business and we get a little lazy sometimes about that but it's truly about starting and building relationships it's not necessarily about gee um, how am I uh, how am I going to put up a, another advertisement you know the thing is is that thought leadership is about proactively sharing your expertise to be radically helpful to uh, for your best prospects and how do you do that you do that with content marketing. You do that very much um, about proactively sharing what you know to help solve your best prospects' problems. I was thinking just recently about um, 25 years old with AOL, and I was I had just been promoted to be a trainer. And actually, it was a couple of years, in, I should say just, it was maybe one or two years into being a, a trainer. And a new trainer comes on board, and you know, he had a different style than I did. And we were training new employees to be um, in the call center And he says, you know, Mary, training is selling. And I thought, no, it's not, David. His name was David. No, it's not. I was very adverse to this whole idea that I was in a sales position because I had the connotation of selling like the used car dealer of long ago, not even necessarily today, who just hammers, hammers, hammers and seems slick and inauthentic and those kind of things. But, you know, the thing is, I finally realized over time he was right. Training is selling. And why was it selling? I was selling ideas and I was giving them tools and I was giving them these these new employees the information they needed to succeed and they wanted to hear it and they because they wanted to succeed they had a problem to solve I don't know what I need to do for this job in terms of the technical detail it's the same thing with content marketing and being a thought leader you're giving potential buyers the information they need to succeed the information they need to solve a problem to overcome a challenge to address a difficulty and again why do you spend all this time doing it for lead generation and sales conversion lead generation draws new people to you starts to create that relationship that's all about offering value sales conversion is about I've already got that relationship or I'm in a conversation but they've they're having some speed bumps and thinking, well, I'm not sure if I should go forward with you and here's why. And, you know, will it, will it, you know, let's say they go, well, it's, and maybe this is too expensive. And you've done an article or you've done a white paper that says, here's how much you can save by doing this approach um, overall. So that's, that's why we want to do it. And I, I came up, of course, with a few hows and specifics. Right. So, um, you know, in the summary aspect, one of the big things you can do, simple, 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 if you haven't done this ever or if you haven't done it in a while, create a top 10 list of questions that people ask you uh, again and again about your products or your services. Like, think of your best customers right now. And what were their original challenges, their original problems? Um, Even once they started using your product or services, maybe what were also. But your top 10 questions, again, again, if you can't come up with it for sure, uh, or you want to vet it also with your sales team or other people in your business, do it. But the idea is here's a way to start out because it is about problem solving. And then you want to start answering those questions and capturing that. You want to write it down. Um, and this is before you put anything out there in any form to, to show to others um, who are your best prospects. The idea is, is that you want to make sure you've really not only got the answers, but then when you write it up, it's in a conversational tone. It's as if you're talking with someone across uh, the table and a couple of coffee, and you want to use the word you a lot. So don't pontificate about yourself. Yeah. It's about about talking to them. You know, the other thing, and focus on facts and fun. That's, that's the thing as well. Mm-hmm. This isn't about about showing your product or service and how great you are. This is about solving their problems. Now, where do you put this? 
you put it in blog. You put uh, you can do an easy Q and A format. I mean, my gosh, it's it's been done for for decades and it's worked well and it continues to blog, social media posts, podcasts. You could create it out of an audio. Um, you could do a video format. You could do a white paper. There's all kinds of forms, but you got to get some of this online because, as I shared before, 57 percent of B two B buyers are going to do their research online to solve their problem, to find out an answer to to get an answer to the you know, find a solution to their challenge before they're going to pick up the phone. 52%. If you're not wow. online, you don't exist. exist. Right. Now, the biggest thing you can do offline, I know networking is big, but I have found, and I don't poo-poo networking. What I'm simply saying, if you want to you ramp this up faster, you start doing speaking engagements, particularly as the CEO. Now, you could have your top sales guy or gal, too, but speaking in front of a group will accelerate this no like, and trust. They're going to know who you are because you're in the front of the room. They're going to, hopefully, if you do a presentation that is based on a high-relevant, problem-solving presentation and has a little entertainment or has a little any useful things that they can take away, that is your best thing. And don't do it just anywhere. Do it selectively in front of what would be high probability prospects for you at the end of that it is uh, that's a, a fast way also to um to establish yourself as a thought leader to to promote your business frankly but you're doing it in a helpful way all of this all of this if there's something i want to leave with some, everyone right. it's no more same o lame okay mm-hmm. you want to distinguish yourself you want to have a reputation we talked about reputation before how do you build one you want to make it a whammo like wow that was helpful. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. That's something that we need to consider as we uh, as we solve this problem, or as as we uh, you know as as we meet these challenges. Thought leadership starts with your customers' thoughts, your customers' problems or challenges or difficulties, and then it's your thoughts on how to solve them. It does not start with your thoughts and why right. you think you're so great and your products and services. It starts with their thoughts, and then but it's your response. And also remember, buyers are lazy, buzzle, bu- uh, busy, and befuddled. I know that sounds funny, but and it might sound, but it's true. They need you. You need to be easy, obvious, and the go-to person. And thought leadership and content marketing will do that. That's in fact what you're doing here on Richmond Biz Live. So I'm glad to have been a part of it. Wonderful. I, I, I wow, that's powerful because in fact that's what I'm trying to do with our yeah. with our president and CEO right now. Kind of push him in this direction. And certainly he is going to, if he hasn't, well, he's not listening to it today because he's someplace. He is going to listen to this. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, let's talk about where you're headed. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I am actually in the process of um, getting my Do It Marketing Certified Consultant Certification. And uh, that Do It Marketing is a, actually a book you can look at on Amazon. It's been in the top 10 for the last uh, for small business marketing. It's been in the top 10. In fact, it just hit also number one a couple of times for the last 12 months. And here's the thing. The the author, David Newman, who has written this book and the content of this book is so good, and I've, he's actually been my personal coach as well. I thought, I want to take these concepts because uh, I want to, in, in a very actionable way, help particularly women business owners and women entrepreneurs. So I call it muster your mojo, market your magic. How are you how are you going to do that? So um, I'm I'm working on what exactly I'm finishing this this certification, but then I'm also working on exactly what are those services to, to really offer to women entrepreneurs. Also, by the way, women professionals, women working organizations, they need to muster their mojo and market their magic as well, because it is about 
what value you bring and the contribution. So these concepts are transferable if you're working in an organization. That's not what this show is about. But, you know, thought leadership is not necessarily just confined to small business. Oh, no, it's, it's absolutely not. In fact, the original research on best practices came from larger corporations. Imagine Jack Welsh showing up back yep. when he was running GE mm-hmm. at an event. How many business owners would clear their would mm-hmm. clear their calendar of golf games to go see Jack? Yeah, see, because just to hear a few words that he said that are going to be uh, revolutionary to, okay. to to their lives. So, and I just want to focus on women because I am one, and I'd really love to see more and more women entrepreneurs succeed. Thank you, Mary. And by the way, uh, we're going to keep Mary up on the site. So you'll be able to reach her through uh, richmondbizlive.com Great. up in the resource section. But, Mary, how do they get a hold of you? They can also go to my website, maryfoley.com, which is M-A-R-Y-F, as in fabulous, O-L-E-Y.com. <laughs> and my direct email is mary at maryfoley. So there's also a phone number that's there. But, hey, pop me an email. Happy to talk to you. And, uh, and just we can just brainstorm on how to help thought leadership for your organization. Thanks, Mary. I really appreciate your contribution to the show. I'm sure all the business owners in Richmond do as well. Well, thanks. It's been fun. And we'll be back. Hi, Mary Foley here. If you're a small business owner in RVA, you're an expert in something, be it building websites, selling insurance, or HR consulting. Are you proactively sharing pieces of your expertise to attract new clients and keep existing ones? Well, that's what thought leadership is all about. Join me on Richmond Biz Live Saturdays at 10 on WLEE News Talk 990 for easy ways you can use thought leadership to grow your business. As a business leader, have you developed a highly productive work environment? Do you create a work-life experience that is self-motivating, enjoyable, and rewarding for your fellow workers, vendors, suppliers, and most importantly, yourself? To navigate to a pleasurable work-life experience, which will provide the means for you to have a fantastic full-life experience, contact me, Andy Schulich, for a free consultation on the web at metamorphosismc.com. And we're back. This is Richmond Biz Live, or you can go to our website, richmondbizlive.com. You can reach us on phone by 844-249-5483. That's 844-249-5483 or 844.bizlive. I welcome back into the studios Andy Schulich of Metamorphosis Management Consulting. And uh, Andy's here, and he's going to continue the process as we've been doing now for our sixth show together. Yes. On this particular topic, and that is how to bring the principles of lean manufacturing to small business. Uh, welcome back to the show, Andy. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, today's topic, we're going to look at frontline leadership. And, you know, what is frontline leadership? Well, it's the employee engagement in and value added mindset of all persons that directly touch the product or service that the customer purchases. And in general, Basically, everybody um, is involved in providing value to the business, and therefore these people, although they do not physically and financially own the business, they are very emotionally and motivationally involved as owners. And, and, and the principal issue here, and in fact, this, this actually comes from large corporations, is that if you look at any successful quality initiative, in a, let's say, a, a place like General Motors, uh, just as an example, because I've worked there for a number of years doing quality, 
is that the engineers in the plant come down and they provide consulting expertise to the floor, but the improvements are done by the floor with help. Yes, very, very important. Um, in looking at my continuation with my peanut butter and jelly English muffin, uh, we've seen in the past that uh, the person producing the product basically reduces the number of steps and that are wasteful in doing it because they do it every day. They can see what's necessary. They also, if they understand the customer's needs, they can fulfill the uh, product based on those needs. Uh, they also look at continuous improvements, and our example there was we saw a squeezable jelly container. And most importantly, uh, they have open communications. And this is uh, in a company you have teamwork, and you really need that. And by having these open communications, it really helps. And we saw this, uh, as uh, Bill stated, in General Motors. Just recently, they had a uh, uh, recall, and they said it was due to the fact that they didn't have good communications across all their functional areas. Mm -hmm. So they missed the problem. And so that's really, real important. So uh, bringing your customers, uh, basically, uh, and, and actually using the same product that you produce, you are your own customer in self-service. Therefore, right. you really understand what the customer really wants. That, and and if, you, if you think about that, what Andy's saying is that each step in the process is, in fact, a vendor or supplier and a customer. So you are a customer of something upstream, and you're a provider of something downstream. If you can get that service right, then you just got to treat the customer the same way. Right, and that also goes ahead and provides the end customer with the best product and lowest price, which is real important in the competition today. Yeah, because customers will not pay for overtime, and they will not pay for defects. That is correct. Now, why is this important? Uh, it's important because uh, the frontline workers are really the best to describe the process because they do it in day in and day out. And they are in a position to identify what are random problems and what are frequently occurring problems. And if they can communicate good, they can then go ahead and take this information and talk to the engineers and consultants because they're the subject matter experts that provide the solution because they have the technology background. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's real important for them to get the right information to diagnose what the problem is and that's where the frontline leadership is and by doing so uh, the frontline leadership also has the opportunity to track and give feedback once the change is made to make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to be done okay so it's very very important okay so it uh if you do, if, we, if a business owner goes that direction because i know there's a lot of hesitancy about giving the frontline so much power what can they expect what's the benefit well the benefits basically is uh, we discussed reducing unnecessary tasks, but also uh, having this better communication. And it really speeds up processes to make changes. And it gives you a higher probability of success when you put that change in and gives you a higher ROI on the change. And so you get less rejects, less waste, less errors. Uh, you have a better utilization of your support services, your engineering, your consulting services. Right. You have better tracking and knowledge of the process from the inputs to the actual outputs. And you 
obtain a lot of cost savings and expense avoidance by creating uh, this, and it provides additional profits and a stronger business position. Therefore, everybody wins, the employee, because the business is going to be around, and the owners, because they're making a profit. And and probably the easiest way to explain is the way that I've been able to explain it on the floor, is we make it easier for the people who do the work to do quality work. Exactly. That's really the whole emphasis here. If it's easier for you to do high-quality work, then you probably will. Right. That is true. And if if you see rewards for it, you will do it freely. Well, I'm, I'm working on comp. I haven't got the comp problem right. solved yet because I need some more money in and revenue. But that's a different story for a different show. Uh, so, Andy, how, do, how, do, how does a business owner go about doing this? Well, first of all, you have to establish a new thinking environment. And basically, this is done by training uh, for the uh, frontline workers to understand the principles of lean. And lean is nothing but good common sense operations. Right. Quality at speed. Everybody think quality at speed. Right. And uh, consistency is is another word I put in. To to believe that that they have management will give them the opportunity to make the changes that they recognize. Right. To receive management leadership support when they request it. Management listens to them. To receive trust and be recognized as a resource for information to give to your specialized people, such as engineering and consultants. But most importantly, it's they need recognition for value-added recommendations and changes. It's just like if you have a, a puppy and you're training them to do something. If you don't reward them with treats, are they going to continue to do something good or are they going right. to continue to do something bad? Right. It, it, all people gravitate to the law of the good deal. Right. And if the good deal is doing what the company wants, they'll keep doing it. If the good deal is not to do what the company wants because it's punishing, there's no rewards, right. uh, then it doesn't happen. And then you walk around scratching your head going, why are they doing what they're doing? Not realizing that you're doing it. They're just responding to you. And everybody looks at rewards in a different way. So money may right. be one. Another may be education for another. A third one might be a day off. So you have to look at the individual to say what is appealing to them. Well, in the next season, what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about, next season starts in July, we're going to be talking about how to put together uh, pay programs. And uh, just so for everybody as a quick reminder here is salary is a hiring tool. Benefits is a retention tool. If you want performance, you've got to pay for it. So, Andy, uh, kind of summarize. summarize. And how do people get a hold of you? Okay. Uh, well, when management entrusts its frontline workers uh, with, you know, the final product configuration, continuous improvements, and upwards communication, a very positive, value-added, self-motivating frontline ownership work environment is really created. And so everybody wins. It's a win-win situation. So with that summary... Uh, I can be reached, Andy Schulich, on the web at metamorphosismc.com, or you can go to richmondbizlive.com. And it, you'll see Andy's picture. You click it, and it'll take you to Andy's website. Um, or you can call in at 844-249-5483, because when we're not on the air, that's directly into our offices, and um, somebody will give you some help. So, Andy, Thanks a lot, and looking forward to seeing you next season, man. Uh, I really appreciate this past season. It's been a tremendous experience. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Okay. Thank you. And, and as, as, as we get pe- uh, prepared for, for we uh, and his issue of technology, 
uh, let me let me just emphasize where we've been on on the whole lean thing is that and if i put seem like i push this more than anything else because i'm living it and that is there is no way that you can get a a small business um, turned around headed in the right direction profitable faster and better than applying the principles of lean there is no particular model you can use view lean manufacturing as a toolbox with a bunch of tools in it and you simply got to go to the situation and pull out the right tool and so we're doing this in southwest virginia i'm doing it three days a week as the vp and uh it's working where it's making a sizable impact there now what i'd like to do is i'd like to move over to technology not that we're changing the subject because we really aren't but how do you make all this work in your business well we is with us again from firestarter group and what he's going to talk about is how do we share information how do we make sure that we expand the pools of excellence and contract the pools of ignorance in the company good seeing you my friend bill how's it going i'm doing great good good yeah it's, it's it's always a pleasure being on there okay so so let's talk about this issue of you've covered a lot of ground over the last five shows that we've done together and so to me this is kind of a sharing knowledge is also kind of a summary of what type of technological platform have we built now for yeah. our listeners yeah, yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about knowledge collaboration, and right. You know, you're right. Yeah, you know, the past couple, past several weeks, we talked about just a, a series of different types of of different types of technologies we can use. And so today, I just kind of want to sum up what everything is in terms of collaboration, and then we'll retouch on some of these tools again, just so that our business owners can actually go out there and start implementing. All right. Okay. So, um, you know, there's an old saying that uh, business owners say is that our strength is in our people. So I know this quote kind of sounds cliche, but, you know, it, it, nowadays, true. yeah. I'm, I'm living it every week. It's so true. Yeah. So especially nowadays with technology, it adds new life to the quote um, in the sense that, you know, especially with user-friendly technology, um, you know, it does make empowering our people um, better to use the tools and to better collaborate. So most businesses actually don't realize that they have access to an extensive pool of knowledge already. And whether this is the understanding of their customer needs or the business environment, um, the skills of, and experience of their staff, really what I mean is that using knowledge in your business isn't necessarily the business owner thinking up clever new products and services or devising ingenious new ways of selling them. It's something much more straightforward. And you know, the useful and important knowledge that already exists in our business can be found in the um, experience of our employees, of our team, of our staff. It's the uh, the design and processes of our goods and services. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the uh, the files and documents that we've already made. So this is knowledge that we have, whether it be electronic or on paper. Right. Um, you know, or just planning for the futures with different activities or ideas for a new, new product. You know, I mean, you, this is all knowledge that we're constantly thinking of, right? So the challenge is, how do you harness this knowledge in a coherent and productive way. Okay. So I want to give visual. I haven't, uh, we and I haven't talked about this, but okay. I, I know he's going to have fun with this. It's the first Matrix movie. They're okay. on the roof. There's a helicopter there. They ask Trinity, can you fly it? And she goes, <laughs> yeah. no, but wait a second. And what happened? She downloads it. <laughs> Think about that for a second here is that all the knowledge of your company is in your backbone, in your technological backbone. 
And at any moment, anybody can download what they need right now to get it done. Yeah, yeah. And actually, so in the case of Trinity, she she phoned up one of her uh, crew, and her crew says, "Okay, I have the data ready for you." And this gets downloaded to her, and next thing you know, she's able to fly a helicopter. Um, that was actually a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> one of my fa- one of my favorite scenes. It's, it's been my image of business forever. Yeah, yeah. Especially now with the internet, you know, you can go on Google and easily just search up a question and actually get an answer from Google or Bing, whatever search engine you use. Um, and actually, so what I want to do is um, get into the tools of things. I actually right. want to list out some different sources of knowledge that we're getting okay. and the tools we can use to actually manage these knowledge. All right, let's yep. roll. Yep. And I figured, you know, before we get into that, okay. I, I actually do have some stats. Oh, you do? I do, I do, yes. Okay, yeah, so. okay. I got to make sure that we get this on the website. <laughs> Go for it, man. So Baseline Magazine did a study. They did a study on 342 business managers who say that they know their business operations in and out. You know that only 47% of these business managers actually say that they have a knowledge-based tool to collaborate with their staff. Only 47%. So that leaves the other 53% having no tools or barely any tools that they can actually use. Mm-hmm. And 33 of these 47% actually say that the tools that they've used and implemented, they've implemented well and is actually working for them. So the rest of the people... The rest of the other business owners are still trying to get these tools going, right. but they're working towards it. So basically, one-third uh, are happy with what they've done, and two-thirds, it isn't working yet. Yeah. Either it's the wrong decision, and we've talked a lot about that, or is they haven't figured out how to apply it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So That's, that's a great stat. So for now, we'll, um, let's go into the tools, and then we'll, we'll talk about what we could do to actually manage it. Right? So okay. first, the first source of knowledge is our knowledge from our staff. It's, um, it's capturing the experience of your employees. So some tools that we can use. First, we can start an intranet, basically a website that's internal for your company to where you can just share news and collaborate with your team. Right. You know, so some tools we can use to create an intranet would be um, like WordPress or Joomla or, um, or Drupal. These are like your, um, your standard open source uh, website platform that you can build upon. Right. Yep. And, and, they, and what they're designed to do is manage content. Yep, Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So you can write these content. You can share with your staff. Your staff can actually write them back and collaborate with you. Um, there is a, a tool from Microsoft and this um, pretty big industry tool called SharePoint. Um, SharePoint can be costly. However, I do want to mention that for you small business owners out there, uh, you can go with SharePoint online from Microsoft. And I think it's as low as two or three dollars per person per month. Wow. Because I've used SharePoint in a number of the accounts I've worked in because they use it. I'm an open source guy, mm-hmm. but I use Microsoft when the time arises. Yeah. And SharePoint does work well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good tool. Yeah, and definitely in the past, before the cloud, SharePoint used to be expensive, especially to manage, to implement, and actually get rolling. But now with Microsoft's cloud, SharePoint doesn't have to be that expensive anymore. Right. Cool. Um, there's also Google Sites as well. So if you're a uh, Google Apps uh, business owner out there and you actually have your email through Google, through the business account, you can actually have access to Google Sites. Okay. Okay. So, Outside of internet, we can actually go into um, another tool set is project management tools. So these are tools that you would use with your team to collaborate right. on projects and tasks. Um, Bill and I always talk about this. this is one that Bill uses. It's called Work Etc. Um, great tool. It actually combines a bunch of different other functions into it, but one of the features it does have is a project management feature. That's right. Yep. And, um, it, and, it, and it hooks to your accounting system. It, it does. Yep, correct. Um, a open source project is uh, or an open source software is project libre oh yep and that's actually comparable to microsoft projects uh i'll have to look at that yeah yeah so um so whatever microsoft project can do you know you pay hundreds of dollars for that one license 
uh, Open Libre is the uh, open source version of it. Okay, I I'll definitely go there after the show. There you go. Yep, and then um, for you uh, business owners out there who are software developers, there is Giara as well. Um, okay, so on to the tools for sales and CRM. CRM is Customer Relationship Management. So this is to uh, track your sales workflow right. and your customer information. Um, once again, uh, Work Etc. is one that Bill um, talks about. It's one that I review. It's one that I actually like as well. Um, I like Podio also. Uh, that's also a great tool. It's comparable to Salesforce. And, um, and then after that, you have Zoho and you have your top tier CRMs, which are mm-hmm. Salesforce and Microsoft Dynamics CRM. You know, those are obviously right. much more higher priced than the others, but those are options too. Um, then you have your tools for your files and your document management. So any one of your files that you need to manage and uh, save, you can actually do it in SharePoint again from Microsoft. Or you can use something as simple as Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Box, et cetera. Or even actually, you actually can use a Google Drive. Yeah. If, right. if, you're, if, you're, if you're an absolute Google person, you could get this whole thing done and never leave Google. Exactly, exactly, yep. And actually, these uh, file sharing services actually give you a lot of space now for free. Um, they give you like maybe 10 or 15 gigs for free, which is a lot for just your Word or your Excel file or whatever files you want to save on there, your music, your pictures, anything mm-hmm. you use to collaborate. Okay? Right. So um, the next set of knowledges, of source knowledges that we can get from is our financial knowledge. And I mean, financial knowledge, those numbers are important. Without money, our businesses wouldn't run. Right. Right? So... Uh, some tools that we can use here to help collaborate with our team is QuickBooks. You know, so our accountant can use QuickBooks, and our accountant can actually generate the reports for us and for our business owners to see where we're at. Right. Yep. Um, there's also a free tool out there called uh, Wave Accounting or oh, Wave App. This is an open source project. Yep. This is actually an open source oh, project. I have to look at it because I use NuCash, uh, GNU. Back back in the old old days, open source people, New was the way of instead of saying Neo for New, used to say New like the animal GNU. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so Wave Accounting is pretty cool. They actually just released an iPhone app. So you can actually do all your invoicing from Ooh. Wave Accounting as well. And then you can actually receive payments, you know, through the web. You can actually mail out payments. I'm sold. I'm going. There you go. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, there is FreshBooks, which is a uh, cheaper version of, of QuickBooks, but does the exact same thing. It's, it's actually really competitive to QuickBooks as well. Yep. So now... On the uh, customer front, the other source of knowledge we can gather from is customer knowledge. So you need to know, as a business owner, what your customer needs and what their wants are, what dictates mm-hmm. their buying decision, and any right. improvements that they can give you, right? So some right. tools for that. And actually, Bill and I, we were working with us a couple weeks ago. We got started up um, SurveyMonkey. You know? Yep. So I've actually seen a lot of, um, of studies recently where if you don't know what your customers want, you know what you should do? You should ask. That's right. And, and, and if I could just quickly go back to lean is that there are two types of quality that we didn't talk about. There's in-process quality, which is all about lean. But then there's customer quality of, okay, I built it. We think it's fine. Yeah. But what do they think? And this is a great way of doing that besides talking to them. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So let's say if you have a website, you can actually, um, or like an email system, you can actually send them a link to your survey monkey survey or your Google form survey and basically have them go through the survey. I'm sure any one of these... Um, tools will definitely get you the information you need okay okay so now the last set of knowledge that we can um you know use is business environment knowledge so these are the knowledge that you would use to develop your business so that you can understand the market of your business 
maybe your different competitors, right. uh, maybe something to track the trade conferences or the politics and regulations that's going on around your business, you know, um, so, or any other factors that may you may need to take into account that could affect your business. So how do you track these business environments? Well, outside of Googling, outside of using your search engine and actually asking the question and doing your own research, maybe keeping something on, on like your Word document or your um, Excel spreadsheet, you can always contact our experts here at Richmond right. Biz Live. This is what we do. Uh, and, and we know what, where to go to get the information uh, painlessly. Now, what I want to do is I want to kind of summarize uh, where we has been in, in, in light of what the show has been about. And then he's got some ideas on, on kind of closing here is this. We talked about that, that really the formation of this program was to answer four questions. Are we on plan, which has to do with sc- scheduling deliverables to clients? Are we on budget, what has to do with cash flow? Uh, where do we stand with cases? And cases being basically the issue with uh, customers who are unhappy, they're dissatisfied. Well, are, where are we with that? Okay. And then uh, are we on plan relative to where we stand with marketing and sales? And what he has just given you is basically the secret about how to do that. Half of the solutions that uh, that we has provided you are free. And in fact, if you're a Google person, I'll go back to it. Every solution he just provided to you is free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and as you're, if you're a startup out there, I understand that starting up your business you know, it takes time and it takes money. But if we here, we can offer you some, or at least give you recommendations on some, on some tools that won't cost you that much. It makes it much easier for you to start and actually run your business. Yep. So actually, I want to end on this, Bill. It's, um, the best tool that you can use for your business is one that fits your business. It's one that you're actually going to use. You know, I, I, I've done so many different types of reviews and so many different types of trials and testing on different tools that will fit my business. I've done extra research on tools that fit my client's business. Um, but really, what it boils down to is, you know, it's the best one for you. So it really all depends on your business, your business model. Now, once again, um, our experts here at Richmond Biz Live, we're here to help. You know, there's great teams from everywhere. We have um, actually our company, the Firestarter Group. Charles Carley does a great job at um, coming in and actually understanding your business process. And, and then that, we can That is tailor. quite true. Yep. And Charles has been on several shows for eric yep, yeah absolutely yep yep we have um we have andy who does really good with operations yep. you know and understanding your company operations and he can actually give you a tips and advice to better streamline and make things more efficient um you know we have accounting we have sales um experts on our team definitely come back to our website check it out All right and definitely do that and we're, we're going to be looking at doing an upgrade for next season oh, so yeah love it. Yeah, because uh, we and I have been working on some new websites, and we're going to use that format for our new cor- uh, for our new radio site. So, hey, I really appreciate it. It's always good seeing you. Bill, it's always uh, a pleasure. I'm glad I could throw you that curveball in uh, Trinity. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right, and we'll be back. My name is Wee Tran. IT and Web Director of the Firestarter Group. With over 75 years of collective experience, our team of experts work relentlessly to uncover your organization's unique identity, focusing on the most effective means of communicating your brand. We believe successful branding establishes an emotional connection between an organization and its target audience. The days of old business models are over. It's time to rethink your business. Welcome to Firestarter. Visit us at firestartergroup.com and richmondbizlive.com and take our complimentary 30-second brand audit to gauge where your brand is at today. Hello, this is William Eastman, your host for Richmond Biz Live on WLE 990 AM. You know, when I prepare for my segment, 
owner as executive, I am acutely aware that this is the number one obstacle to business growth. So why don't you make an appointment with me every Saturday at 10 o'clock to help you grow with your business? It will be the best 10 minutes of your week. And we're back. This is Richmond Biz Live or richmondbizlive.com if you want to go to the website. At the studios of WLEE News Talk 990, downtown Richmond, Virginia. And it, uh, we've got about 10, about 10 minutes left in the show. And what I want to do is I'm going to do two things. One is we have no featured guests because I get to be featured guests. Um, I always like that. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, the people side of it or HR for, for everybody else. Try to stay out of the terminology is that, um, where we've been on owners and executive and on the HR side has all been moving to this show, and that is scorecards. That, that the fundamental issue now for you as a business owner is to help people create an individual scorecard that they track, they post the data. So it's not only something that they hold themselves, it is something that they put up. And with that information tells everybody else how they're performing now what i find interesting about that number one is as an owner you can play visual management you can walk around the office and you can look at the charts and you can look at the numbers posted and you can get a sense for where the company is at number two is if i'm the person who's got to post the numbers guess what i don't want to do and that is post bad numbers and so there is kind of a Without saying it, there's kind of a public humiliation involved in this that if I'm a real slacker and I'm not producing, um, I'm going to get spotted a whole lot faster than I would have. And so here's what I want you to consider in terms of metrics. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back to some lean principles that I use uh, to do this. So one of the ways that you want to look at work is this, is that all work areas, you're putting together a schedule. Whether it's a schedule to build something, it's a schedule for dealing with customers, but we all kind of do some planning and we put together a schedule. So one of the metrics that you can do is called a build a schedule, BTS. And what that simply means is we said this week we are going to get this done as a business, and then we measure whether or not we got it done as a business. And and what's more important here is not necessarily what the data tells you, the answers it provides, but it gives you the, uh, the understanding of what is the core question that must be asked. Because if the numbers are down, you may not know why, but now you can go, I see where it's at. Why did that happen? Um, so that's number one. The second one we call doc to doc. And so, for example, if, you are, if you're making something and you've got some sort of production run, then when I put it, out there and I start production, how long does it take to go from station to station? If we're in a service business and we've got a project that we're working on and it's got to go through three or four different departments, how long does it take to go from department one to department two to department three to department four? And it gives me a sense for what my schedule looks like in that way. So the doc to doc, D to D, D to D, is a subset of schedule. So I'm going to measure the overall schedule of if we say we're going to do it on a certain amount of time, are we getting them done? Number two is then I take one of those items and I measure it from start to finish, dock to dock. Now the third metric here is what's called first time through, FTT. All first time through is about is, okay, now I'm going to look at an individual person, and this is where we, how we develop an individual scorecard for somebody. I'm going to look at an individual person, and what am I going to say? I'm going to say, okay, um, when did you get it? 
what did you do to it, and when did it leave you? And if it's the type of job where there is any type of waste, for example, in production, you have materials, um, what was the scrap rate? What was the uh, rework rate? Uh, scrap being what bad materials did you receive that you couldn't use, which is a measure of the previous piece of work. Or rework means something, a mistake that you made that you had to do over. Or you could even go as far as saying returns, which is another metric would be you handed it off, you gave it to somebody else, they looked at it, it was scrapped to them, they gave it back to you. But what I could quickly do with those three metrics, I can get a sense for how work is flowing through the company. And more importantly, if I post that over time, what I can get is a trend analysis. I can get a trend of how things are going. And so those are the conversations that I want to evoke. So the two things I want to say about this, number one, is that sometimes the, the metric will provide the answer. Most of the time, the metric provides the question. So again, as... I went through very quickly, and I'll slow down, is how do you do this? Well, take a look at your weekly schedule of what you intend to do that week as a company, and I would do this as an owner with uh, the people that report to me, and build a weekly schedule, okay, number one. And then what you want to do is at the end of the week or on the following Monday, you want to compare what you said you were going to do to what you did. So that will give you kind of an overview, a very 10,000-foot uh, level view of the business. Next thing is you want to take the individual items that you had scheduled and you want to look at their doc-to-doc from the time that you started on it to the time you finished. How long did that take? And, of course, if you're measuring time and you're measuring materials, guess what you also have? You also have the cost that it's taking. So if you're trying to get a handle on, is that a product that we want to sell or is that a service we want to provide? Are we making any profit on it? I now have the opportunity to look at that closely to say, gee, that's profitable and that's not. And the third one is is to look at each individual person or each individual work group and go, what's your first time through? What When do you get it? When does it go out? And then if there's any defects involved in that, and we said there are three types. One is scrap, which is you've received a defect from somebody else. You can't work it. You've got to give it back to them. Number two is the issue of rework, which means you made a mistake and you've got to do it over. And number three is... Um, Oh, gee, I forgot what number three was. That was the uh, the the other person's scrap. You see, and here's what happens when you work live on radio from memory. The other person's scrap um, comes back to you, and you basically got to do it over. And those are the three types of waste that you measure or defects in the system. Uh, because the thing that you know is that what we typically do in business when we get in trouble is we work overtime. And when we work overtime, the customer doesn't pay for that. Or with defects, we build it over and over and over. So to give you an example of that right now, when I take a look at my rework rate, I look at my scrap rate, I look at my returns, that's the word I was looking for, return rate at a particular station, in order to build 100 units, I might have had to actually use to consume the materials of 120 units. So if I had to consume 120 to get 100, that means I have a scrap rate, I have a defect rate of 20% here. And so... How much money is that costing me? And so if you now apply the principles of lean to the scorecard, where do I want to go with this? I want to say that um, I want to get to at least sigma level threes, which is 93.7%, or sigma level four, which is 99.3. And 99 is where I want to get the business. So that's the issue on individual scorecards. You get people, you help them do it, you help them develop it. They hold it themselves. When you have a meeting about, uh, with them, what is the conversation in the meeting about? It is about their metrics and that... Uh, that stuff gets posted, 
not only gets posted as an individual, here's what we did this week, but you also put up a, tr- a trend chart that says this is how we've done over time. Now, what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of conclude this, and we have one more show next Saturday that's in Season 1. Uh, and Season 1 has been about if you're one of the 80% companies that is struggling to hang on in this economy, our goal here is to help you reset the business and get the break-even. Everything that we've done and everything we're going to do next week is about break-even. Uh, starting Season 2 in July, and I believe it's July 5th, where we're going to go on that date is we're going to start talking about, okay, now you're in the 15%, and the 15% companies that are doing all right, but they're asking themselves, what's next? Where is where is the breakthrough for our business? And we're going to take that emphasis. So we're going to be talking about marketing and sales from a totally different perspective. Um, Andy's going to, uh, Mike Carroll is, Andy's going to be talking about processes from the issue of how to get to capacity, how to maintain capacity, how to grow capacity. Uh, we is going to be talking about now how to deploy those resources in your technology that's going to make it work. And, of course, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay on to the subject of owner's executive, and Linda Heath is going to continue to talk about um, financial pieces and especially get into some of the higher-order issues around cash flow management. And so that's where we're going with Season 2. I greatly appreciate everybody who has been listening and has been part of this show. And obviously, you can go to our website, richmondbizlive.com, and download resources. Uh, usually within an hour of the show, you will find that day's broadcast up. And I make the same uh, uh, promise to you today. And so with that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to say to all our listeners, please get a hold of us, email us, write us, uh, call us, uh, go to the website, tweet us, you know, go, go to our uh, Facebook page at Richmond Biz Live, uh, but give us our questions, and as we put together our next season, uh, we can uh, address those issues that are relevant to you. So to all our listeners, I, we greatly appreciate you being with us. Wealth and prosperity to you. Your host for a revolutionary new approach to small business success, Richmond Biz Live on WLEE News Talk 990 AM. You can start by checking out our website, richmondbizlive.com, and download your program schedule. You'll find it in the resources section. Join us every Saturday at 10 o'clock for Richmond Helping Richmond, one hour of information, techniques, and tools that you can use to achieve your dream. Clear your calendar and join in every Saturday at 10 o'clock on WLE News Talk 990 for the most important hour in your week. Get financial advice on the... With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.